TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one! <laughs> it's Roycey on Baseball. Let's go here. Roycey and Manny Hill, we got the TK doubleheader coming up. Uh, we were just talking about uh, the Twins going 3-3 three and three against the White Sox and the Tigers at home. By the way, after Friday night, they were two and eight in their last ten at home before they wow. beat, before they beat the Tigers on Saturday and Sunday, and they got down on Saturday, what four to one or something. Mm-hmm. But you know, and we, we, I, I think I was the one six weeks ago when Cleveland was charging, and they're saying, "Well, they're only play, they're playing the bad teams," and we, and then the Twins get to play the bad teams. I said, "Well, yes, but I can go back." to 1980 and saw one of the worst teams in history the twins ever put on the field yeah. win 12 straight in september yeah you it, it's not it is who you play but it's also when you play them yeah absolutely. and if something happens to get them interested they, you know they can beat you two out of three and the twins are lucky the tigers didn't beat them two out of three like the white Sox did but when you're when you're you've won one and lost one, and you're playing the White Sox on Thursday, and Lucas Giolito goes on the, out there and says, "I'm not giving you anything, mm-hmm. and I'm going to strike out 12." And and by the way, I I was listening to Probus, and they were thinking that maybe Giolito was leaving after eight because he was at 102 or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they noted that there was no. Nobody, 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 nobody was over talking pen. to him, and he didn't want anybody to warm up. But when you get a pitching effort like that, then you're not playing a, a weak team. You're not yeah. playing a bad team. You can't be mad about losing to a guy who pitches like that, right? Yeah, Boom. he's good. Yeah. And he's, he's an all-star good. this year. And by the way, tonight the Twins get him again. I believe he was uh, he's scheduled tonight, uh, Giolito, in, uh, in the White Sox bar. But uh, the uh, – the the fact of the matter is they've they've kind of survived here with Cleveland now losing Jose Ramirez and everything, yeah. and uh, but uh, Sue Ann actually on Monday morning had a very good column on Twins pitching because the, the quality starts are about they're at about forty some percent you know and lately they've been much worse than that but mm-hmm. this is this is uh, you know. Their starting rotation is good enough to limp home with the, yep. with this potent offense, and now you're going to have four more relievers next month. You're going to have 15 guys out there you can use, and it's it's good enough to limp home. But uh, you know they cannot they cannot have any visions of postseason success if this no. is going to be Barrios. I mean, if they if they their formula right now, Pat, is to just outslug everybody. Yes. That's their formula. And, okay, you can go into the postseason like that, but guess what? The Yankees can slug with you. Yes. The Astros can slug with you, <laughs> yes. and they've got three monsters in their rotations. Yes. And the so, Yankees don't have the monster starters, but if they're ahead of you after five. You're done. You got Chapman, Britton. Uh, Canley, uh, they might get the Patances back by then. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you're not going to beat them. So, you know, maybe 
you might have a shot in the sixth. After yeah. that, it's over. You, you know. If you're playing so, the Yankees, get ahead early. Mm-hmm. Get ahead early. So, but Barrios is a interesting cat. I was kind of harsh on him the other day. I, I think he's emotionally fragile. I, I, I think he's uh, early this year because he was adding the change up and the other, and he was throwing 94 5 consistently. I made the Johan comparison. Not that he would ever have the Johan changeup, but right. there's been five guys in baseball that had that good a changeup. <laughs> and, but physical stature, very similar. Yeah. A variety of pitches. Now, Johan was a slider guy, he's more of a curveball guy. But uh, Johan had a couple of bad games. He was, he'd have that fire in his eye. Not that doubt, you yeah. know. You didn't see the doubt. Now he had more success, you know. By the, when you've won a Cy Young award, and maybe should have won another one. If <laughs> you're I, feeling pretty good about you yourself, know, your, your confidence. It, there's isn't no reason wane. to have doubt, right? But you know, when he was a, to me, when he was a 22 year old kid, and they sent him back to the minor leagues. He didn't have doubt. He was mad that they sent him, you know, because yeah. yeah, you know. So and and I think Jose gets starts doubting himself and. Uh, you know, and uh, and then a, that that grand slam that beat him, mm-hmm. the guy Rodriguez chased a breaking ball, and Castro set up out there four feet away to have him chase another one, and he threw it right in the cookie zone. Yeah. You can't miss your spot, you know. Like and, and like, they need him. You can't that, miss your spot. They need him to be at the top of his game so bad. When you consider the rest yeah. of this rotation, yeah, it will be interesting to see. I now they got an off day. I got a hunch that. Uh, I don't think they've announced their, uh, you know, if they're going to, I got a hunch he'll be uh, slipped back a little bit and uh, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe put him at the end of the rotation or something. But if you have him going into a five-game series, and the big guy, I think he can pitch, don't you, Pineda? Mm -hmm. I think he's got a chance. Sure. You know, yep. he's, he can hold he can hold somebody to three runs and five and two-thirds innings, mm-hmm. right? And give you a chance, yep. yeah. And right now, Gibby's on the outside looking in. Gibby's yep. in Perez, I would say, are out. And your third starter is Rizzi. And I think Rizzi will give you his best shot. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll back off. You know? He won't sell you short. No, no, no. He won't back off. He might get pounded. But it won't be because he's afraid of the moment. It's right. because he's not great. Right. You know, just, he just doesn't but, have his uh, stuff. Yeah, they got to, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the, it's, and now everybody's saying, oh, you know, they, you know, they could have gotten Bumgarner in June and all that. Well, Bumgarner ain't a hell of a lot better than these guys right now. Right. So, um, anyway, it is what you got, and uh, the bullpen is, is better. But if Barrios is going to pitch like this, you got no chance. And no, and none. guess what? No matter who you went and got, if Brios is going to pitch like this, you got no chance. Yeah, because even if you went and got, even if you would have found a way to pull the trigger on a Stroman trade or a Syndergaard or something yeah. like that, if Brios is off, yeah, it's still not going to help you at all. And uh, here's the other deal. Now, a big deal was made about this, and I included in a column I wrote that he didn't talk to reporters after the game, and that. And, and and the public says, why the hell should he talk to you? Talking about Barrios? Yeah, Barrios after mm-hmm. the game. Well, it's I, you know, I would have written the same thing 
you know, he stuck. He's, he's, he's killing him yep. lately. Uh, he's 0-4 in August with an 8.44 ERA. And it, I don't care if he gives me some cliche-ridden quote. And it, 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 you know, I would have went in and listened. But that's a pitch that has to be explained when mm. you miss your spot by three feet. Yeah. That's a pitch that has to be explained. And B, running out of the clubhouse is not a big crime against – us, it, but it's a sign of mature immaturity, mm-hmm. and it's a sign of not taking responsibility. And what happens then is because he takes off, then Castro ends up having to uh, uh, answer for Explain him, it, and, and uh, yeah. you know the pitching coach has to who was hiding and didn't come out either. But uh, but when you don't when you don't take accountability. You're putting it on yourself. Guys. You're making it. That happens in football all the time. Yeah. And you know, you, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're leaving it up to another guy to take, you know, and and you put Castro in a bad situation too. If people go talk to him, he's like, "Wow, such," you know, if he says a terrible pitch, mm-hmm. well, that was a terrible pitch. Because now Castro's got to think now, of, okay, well, what do Cast- I need to say here yeah, without throwing him Castro, under the bus? Now Castro is now. Rios might get mad at Castro if he tells the truth. Right. Yeah. So you got to stay there and tell your version of the truth to keep from putting the pressure on your teammates if you're a mature individual. Yeah. And, you know, the Verlander, the big stink about that is, well, Verlander and that guy, that Tony Fenich or whatever his name is, go back they to Detroit and they have a history. And the deal was he, he wasn't going to talk to – the group, if Fenich was in the group, mm-hmm. and then the Astros overreacted and and threw him out. But Verlander, I know another Detroit reporter who didn't get any quotes because of this, who Verlander called on his cell phone and gave him a couple of quotes about giving up the two home runs and losing a two-hitter to the... To the By the way, did you see what the odds were in that game? 500 saw, so, bucks. Yeah. Five hundred. Apparently, someplace it cost you five hundred to make a hundred on the Tigers. Well, Barrios was three fifty. Yeah. If you wanted to make a hundred on the Twins Friday night, it was three fifty. Oh. You had to put up three fifty, and so that's another reason, Jose. You were a three hundred and fifty to a hundred favorite. So uh, <laughs> and you and you get a lead and you blow that game. So anyway, all right, TK doubleheader coming up, uh, and uh, we'll uh, we're looking forward to it. Tom Kelly and Tim Kirkjian. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 952- 925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. 
Tom Kelly is with us. Uh, bad loss for a Cleveland team trying to catch the Twins. Uh, Jose Ramirez, he was uh, terrible for two months and one of the best players in the league again the last two and a half. That's yeah, bad he, loss. He's a talented guy, and he, uh, if we remember back, he he played all over for the Indians. Yes. He was a super utility-type guy, somewhat like uh, – uh, Gonzalez does for uh, the, the Twins now, but uh, uh, he got anchored over there at third base the uh, last couple of years. has been a mainstay, an all-star type player, and uh, one of those guys that you can't replace. And and um, to boot, they come back yesterday and, and win uh, the Sunday game. And, or, I mean, they or, take uh, it into the extras. Yeah. And then lose yeah. an extra innings. It was that was a tough day for the Indians, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, it was. But I did like uh, manager Francona's. Uh, manager French, Francona was the most uh, outspoken of all, all of them about the uniforms over the weekend. He was not impressed with his team being in all white. Well, uh, I'm sure there were other things on his mind. Yes, uh, but he did have a good quote Friday. Yeah, he's, uh, he's quite the guy. I enjoy. I spent some time with him in... Uh, uh, many years ago at one of Cal Ripken's uh, oh, fantasy camp type things uh, in Arizona and uh, got to spend some time with uh, Mr. Francona and uh, uh, reminisce uh, a lot about the games and, and uh, baseball in general. And, and uh, so he's a wonderful, wonderful man. He's had a, uh, just a terrific uh, career, that's for sure. And he, uh, you know, he won the two World Series, and he left Boston. And I think uh, after being in Boston and the frantic atmosphere, then he probably has enjoyed going to Cleveland and having about three reporters around and uh, having pretty good clubs, but uh, not the uh, not the intensity he had to put up with in Boston. I was always told, Pat, that uh, the premier job in, as a manager was the Boston Red Sox followed closely by uh, the Chicago Cubs and then the Yankees. But uh, I'm sure Boston with the uh, 50 riders trying to squeeze in those small <laughs> In those little rooms, yeah. Quite a thing uh, over the years. But, uh, uh, again, uh, he's done a terrific job in, in both cities, there's no question. So uh, the Twins uh, end up uh, beating the Tigers two out of three. They go three and three on the homestand. What's your view of the starting pitching at the moment? Well, I've been worried about it all year, as you know, and uh, I'm still begging for pitchers to get into the game some. Uh, I think I heard something the other day about uh, we haven't had but one quality start in in two weeks is that correct yeah something like that it's and, uh, uh that's not good um we're begging for more fastballs and four seam fastballs and from our starters and uh, uh i thought gibson pitched a little better uh the other day uh we didn't see the one game that was a youtube game but uh, <laughs> he, uh, uh that he pitched but uh the other his last start was the last one or the one before he threw more fastballs I, I thought he pitched better he pitched into the game longer but uh, he's 
still missing with the break and stuff and not presenting those pitches as strikes. And and if they're not presented at strikes, then the hitter pretty much spits on them and says, I don't need that. And uh, so the I think the idea now is to present the baseball coming up to the plate. It looks like a strike, then we'll dive out of the, out of the strike zone. But um, when they start out of the strike yeah. zone, the hitters are really not paying too much attention to them. Uh, we talked just briefly last uh, on Sunday night about Barrios. Uh, it's uh, you know he was so good early this year, and he was mixing in the changeup and throwing the ball by people, and uh, and then he the, the he didn't he wasn't living with the curveball or the breaking pitch like he's trying to now. What what do you see out of him? Well, Pat, as we mentioned last night, we we don't know. We really don't know what goes on in the clubhouse before the games, um, what they decide on as a plan of attack. Um, so we're at a disadvantage when we try to answer questions like this. But what I see is that there's too many two-seam fastballs that are out of the zone. I, I don't like the pitch at all. Uh, I like it from some right-handers that throw the ball on the inside to lefties that will come back and catch the inside yep. corner to left-hand hitters. I, I like that pitch, but when he throws it towards the outer, the, the other side of the plate or outside part of the plate, uh, it seems to be out of the zone, and the hitters aren't swinging at it. Uh, and he, it seems to be a wasted pitch for me. Uh, and, of course, I, I'm not the pitching coach or, or anything closely related to the pitching coach. So, again, I don't know what goes on. I just don't know. Uh, I'm sure these things are discussed during the course of the week and in, in, uh, in between when he throws uh, his side work. Um, I, I just don't know what happens. And, and But they continue to throw this pitch, and it's not very good in my mind. Uh the fastball is good enough. We know that. We know the changeup is a terrific pitch for him, and he has the breaking ball. It's it swoops so much, uh, sometimes too much. But uh, hitters do chase, and uh, again, I don't know why we can't live with those three pitches. But uh, we continue to try to throw the, the two seam fastball, and it really, for me, is not working out at all. But uh, again. Uh, you know, we have to trust the program and what they're doing, and they're in first place by four games, so uh, they're doing something right, but we sure like to see some of the starters do a little bit better and pitch into the game a little bit more to give that bullpen a, a break. Uh, it's every day pretty much for somewhat the same guys, and I know Rocco doesn't want to do that. So uh, this is my amateur observation that every pitch is – this is not just him, Jose – Every pitch is every batter is science. Every batter is hard work. Why not just go after guys once in a while that aren't great hitters, huh? We're supposed to be having fun out there. Yes, right. (laughs) Uh, Again, uh, if we're thinking and and at the college level, I'm not sure what. uh, It's a game, and we're not. We seem to be taking the game uh, a lot deeper than it needs to be. And, uh, again, uh, I, I don't know 
Pat. Uh, it, it's hard to argue too much with oh, what's yeah. going on because right. they're, they're in front, and so it's, something's working, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, But uh, as we know, when we get to the playoffs, and hopefully, and, and, and into the, the, the championship series and that sort of thing, you know, pitching becomes paramount, and, and uh, you know, those runs are harder to come by. And, and uh, so you have to pitch well to be successful, and, and uh, especially in the playoffs. So, again, we need to get a few things going in the proper direction, in my mind, if we're going to have any success in the postseason. Hey, uh, boy, what, Taylor Rogers is good when he's not being overused, isn't he? And sometimes I think he's just not sharp and it's not being overused. But, man, when he's got that breaking ball going, he's something. That's a swooper, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's increased velocity. Yes. Has certainly helped this year. And you have to give the pitching coach some credit with that. And uh, uh, he's raised the uh, level, uh, the velocity, that's for sure. And uh, when he throws the fastball 95, that gives you, gives you the hitter has to pay attention to that. And uh, then he drops the sweeping breaking ball on you, and it's, it can be really tough to hit. So it, uh, like you pointed out, uh, when he's properly rested, uh, you have to feel good about him when he comes in the game, no question. And uh, assuming good health, he'll be coming out of the bullpen about 14 years from now for somebody, won't he, as a lefty? He'll, hey, oh, yeah, here comes Taylor Rogers. Yeah, he'll. that'd be wonderful for him. And <laughs> give him a, uh, all he has to do is stay healthy, and, and uh, boy, he can be a guy you can really count on in the future. And, and uh, good for him. He's a good young man. I, I really like Taylor. Yeah, Ever nice kid. I met him down in the uh, minor league camp. Uh, he was very directed on what he wanted to do, and and, uh, and of course he was a starter, which was good, yeah. and they converted him, and that was uh, apparently the right move. Uh, and uh, again, uh, he's wonderful career as a uh, hopefully uh, end of the game type pitcher. Uh, yeah, he should do well for himself, no question. He's. Uh, he told me a funny story this year. He was. Uh, his. He's got a twin brother, you know, who's right. never made it to the bigs. He's a sidearm and right-hander with the right. Giants, and he's had good AAA stuff. But the twin, they are identical. And the twin brother was in that uh, bat and barrel having a yeah. beer about right. five minutes before a game started last September, and everybody was looking. Why isn't he down? And what is he doing up here drinking? You know. Yeah, that was funny. I remember that. And, uh, he's. Uh, uh, I haven't met his brother, but uh, we used to, when I talked to Taylor, I always asked about his brother and how he was doing, and just can't seem to get over the hump. But, uh, you know, he's he's breathing, so he's got a chance. <laughs> well, actually, the bullpen, uh, you're never going to be eight deep, no matter how hard you try, but they got four or five guys they, you know, they got a chance with now. It's not, it's not terrible i like i like duffy a lot lately duffy has been the comeback guy of the year in my mind uh he's uh uh obviously in rocco's mind as well because he used them he, yeah you, know, you look down the bullpen you see duffy's probably standing on the mound <laughs> getting ready to come in but he's been durable he's been reliable and uh not not you know, he's certainly not the same guy that was out there the last couple of years that's for sure 
and probably probably the beginning of this year. But the second half of the season here, he's he's moved ahead of a, a few guys that I never thought he'd move ahead of, and and uh, yeah, he's been uh, a stalwart uh, per se, and somebody Rocco really counts on to get the job done, and and he's done it so. You have to tip your hat. He looks like the comeback guy to me. Really, really has done well. Yeah, and he's, he's throwing a little. He's another guy that's throwing a little harder, and then he's got that good curveball. If he can, if he doesn't have to throw it every pitch, he's. Uh, but he's, you know, and he he will take the ball. He doesn't. Uh, no, he doesn't. Bulldog, no question. He's, hey, uh, do you ever have a chance to manage in Dodger Stadium? Is it where the Twins? No, I did not. You uh, never one got of out. The things we uh, we we missed. But uh, we got to Anaheim, we got to San Diego, but we didn't get to Dodger Stadium. Hey, that's uh, the Yankees and Dodgers. There's, uh, if you're going to have interleague games, there's something special about that. Then they had three over the weekend, yeah. and uh, I'm sure that was a lot of fun. And the Yankees beat them two out of three. I was surprised. Yeah, and they beat Kershaw Sunday, and, and uh, uh, I think Judge hit a home run every day, uh, all three games. I think he hit one home run. So the, and LeMayu continues to be uh mvp i i think my goodness gracious he's he's just a terrific hitter so uh they, they've uh uh held their own i think uh the fella chapman was throwing 101 last <laughs> night or sunday night against the uh the dodgers to finish off the game you, you almost feel sorry for the hitters uh, my god he can throw that ball hard yeah, well, the, uh, there's uh, there's something uh, special about uh, those two teams, and then having them out there in their white and black uniforms drove me nuts. But that's uh, that's the way that goes. Yeah. So, uh, what uh, the 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 Twins? Uh, they're you know they they got the the hitting is just Jake Cabe comes along, fills in a spot. That's uh, that's been a nice little lift for them, and uh, they're still hitting the home runs. No question. Uh, Jake's got some big hits. Uh, I got to sit next to him at a dinner uh, this winter and talk to him for uh, a couple hours, I guess. And uh, nice young man and and uh, a little, somewhat a student of the game. Uh, I think he got that from his dad. His dad is a, a somewhat student of the game. And yeah, a long-time coach in that. And uh, so, you know, it's just, just not – you know the game. He he, he knew about the uh, players of uh, yesterday year, the Puckets and Herbecks. I mean, he knew all them fellas. I mean, he 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 knew the history of the Twins. I gave him a lot of credit. He just didn't sit down there, you know, like a dummy. He he did a little homework and and research, and and uh, we had a nice conversation. And uh, he's gotten some big hits. Uh, and certainly can hit it over the fence, and he's got some hits to the opposite field, which I always enjoy. Uh, but uh, and still gets a little too ambitious sometimes. When the ball's on the ground, you know. When the ball's on the ground, he might as well be chasing that squirrel. But oh, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, uh, the, but Jake's uh, been terrific fill-in guy this year because. Uh, Guys do get hurt, and, and uh, these extra players, they get to play quite a bit. Now, Maybe a little more long, uh, more, a little more than you really want them to play, but uh, he, he certainly brings energy 
which is always good. He's got the enthusiasm to play and want to do well and win, and uh, so he's a wonderful addition. No one, one thing I've noticed, and it might be a tribute to modern transportation, but uh, guys like him, they, he's been sent down twice, okay, this year at least twice. Uh, he's always in the lineup at the AAA club the next night. When you get you get sent out on Tuesday night, and when you're in the lineup on Wednesday uh, night, uh, and I've seen that with uh, the the modern player seems to realize that if you want to get in the uh, good right. graces of the manager, don't spend two and a half days uh, going to the minor league team. Um, it used to be well, I got to close out my bank account, <laughs> stuff like that. You used to get. Uh, I got to return my furniture to the. Home Depot or something. <laughs> you know, that's what I used to hear. You know, I know, that's what I'm saying. I come strolling in, and I said, well, what are you doing? And, well, I had to close out my bank account. Well, I, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, you mean they'd be back in the clubhouse yeah, the, the next, next day? day. <laughs> you know, it should be gone and yeah. to the, where you're going, uh, Tacoma or wherever the hell it was. That's me. I was Tacoma. Back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, you know... Let's go. Let's go. And, and, well, I got to my, return my furniture. I had to borrow a pickup truck or something. You know, it was, you know, I used to hear all these things, and, and uh, uh, I used to just scratch my head and go, you know, wonder just what we're dealing with sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, Little metal no, check right mark. about the uh, guys going down now because they know, you know, something happens. They could be turning right back around and come back. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, they're you know, you're foolish if you don't get down there. You, you really are. And, and um, you know, shame on you if you take a few days. I don't know. They still have that rule? I think it used to be 72 hours. Maybe yeah, it's it 48 like now. Thing or yeah. Something. Yeah. And uh, now I, they go right away and are in the game. You're correct. Well, that flight to Rochester <laughs> works out. I think it's like 7 in the morning. Yeah, I know six, I was on it a few times. Yeah, Phil Miller wrote, or Phil, I think, wrote a piece on it, uh, the 644 from Rochester yeah. here. You know? yeah. yeah, I was on that baby a number of times going to see the Red Wings play and and uh, uh, get on that thing the next morning, and, and uh, you're back in Twin Cities by, by 8-something. It, it was really a nice nice flight. I got uh, one one historic question for you, because I was thinking about some Twins injuries, and of course it wasn't an injury, it was something else. But uh, Puck, uh, you know, showing up at the ballpark with the dot in front of his eye. The way he was hitting that ball that spring, and with Molitor and Knobloch ahead of him, how many runs would he driven in? Gosh, oh mama. 56. Uh, let me I mean, tell it's you, 96. Let me tell you the truth. Manny, you'll like it. Okay. The... I was in. I'd go in that clubhouse in the morning and and see those fellows and and for the life of me, all I did was try to figure out who hits first, second, and third between the three of them. And trying to figure out what which way to put them, you know. And I I I, I go home at night and I'd be thinking about that constantly. Which way is going to be better? Or how's it going to work out the best? Or, or you know, just and I toiled over that and 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 thought about it, thought about it, and then Puck walked in with the eye and announced he can't see, and everybody thought he was joking. <laughs> That's what he did. Yes, know? right. And then you know, twenty minutes later, it wasn't any joke. So. Uh, 
but he was ripping the ball that spring. Oh, he was in good I, shape, man. Oh, it was, I was just drooling. And it was like a kid in the candy store thing. But I, for the, in, and I, I, I challenge anybody to tell me what was, you know, what was the right thing to do. Hit who third and who fourth or second and third. I, I, I don't know if anybody could come up with that because I would ask guys. I'd ask the other coaches, and they, you know, didn't know. Which one, which one to hit third, or or maybe even fourth or second, or or whatnot. So it it was uh, something that was on, but that all went away with uh, in about thirty minutes or yeah. one day. Yep. All right, sir. Uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Tom. All right. All right. The great Tom Kelly, and uh, I've always uh, you puck was in shape. That was the spring. Yeah, he was tearing playing. the cover off the ball. Yeah, spring, he was killing he? it. But what I remember about that spring. They're playing the first exhibition game, and it's delayed by rain, and they're playing Cleveland. Cleveland was in Winter Haven, but they're down in Fort Myers. Yep. And Puck hit a four-hopper to shortstop. Just a routine, wet field, first day, beat it up, leading off. <laughs> and I said, you know, first of all, he never, you know, for all of whatever went on, he never gave you his word. You know, he wanted a hit. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a chance to get a hit, yeah. he never gave you a lollygag run to first base in his life. And I'm sure it was that spring he hit the ground ball to short and beat it out at a wet field versus Cleveland. I'd have to look it up for sure. But uh, he he would have driven. I mean, <laughs> not block was. Because Nobby hit what? Nobby ended up hitting what? 341 that Yeah, I think he hit 340 like and Molly hit about 340. Molly, Molly had 200 and some hits. And Knobloch stole a bunch of bases too. Uh, Puck would have driven at 140 in his sleep yeah. that year. My so, goodness. Anyway, we shall return with the great Tim Kirkjian. Tim Kirkjian is with us, ESPN and ESPN.com. Tim. How are we going to convince starting pitchers to go after hitters once in a while? Uh, every hitter who stands in the box is not Mike Trout. Let's get ahead in the count here a little bit. Let's go. Come on. Let's not be three and two on the ballpark. It's driving me crazy. Yeah, this is what I've seen, Pat, not just this year, but for several years. So many pitchers are not pitching to contact so many of them are afraid to throw a strike they are trying to miss the barrel and that's one reason that we're in the trouble we're in today with games taking so long and not enough action because we don't have enough pitchers who trust their stuff and say go ahead try to hit this and and it's really maddening because these guys have really good stuff and are just not willing to throw it over the plate as often as they should. And I just wish everyone would get the memo that, you know, a ball in play is, is a good thing sometimes. You don't have to strike somebody out. You can get somebody out if you depend on the eight guys playing behind you. We uh, don't know uh, what's going on behind the clubhouse doors and how much, uh, but we do know there's a lot of guys running around with iPads that are coming into the clubhouse to talk to uh, managers and coaches and uh, maybe players. Uh, are we filling their heads with, with too dang much information on what the proper 2-2 pitch should be a break? I mean, what do, are we filling their heads with too much information? 
Uh, I don't think there's any doubt, Pat, that we are. When we have pitchers who are now taking off their caps to look in <laughs> at the scouting report in their cap, uh, you really have to know better. You have to know instinctively what I'm supposed to do here on a 2-2 count to this guy. But when we have that, I think it tells us that we've told our players, just check your brains at the door. We'll take it from here. You don't have to know anything. We'll do all the thinking for you. But we overload them with information that sometimes we just paralyze them. And that is not the way to go about things. The only thing you should have in your hat, remember Stan Williams? <laughs> Stan Williams used to hit batters all the time, one of the great retaliators of all time. Yes. He used to keep a, a list of names in his cap. And I asked him, <laughs> what were those names about? He goes, oh, those are the guys I have to hit. <laughs> Former twin, briefly here. We had him for a while after he left right. the Dodgers. But he, he probably learned that from Drysdale, though, didn't he, out there? I'm sure. So I said, well, why do you keep him in your cap? And he goes, so I never forget it. <laughs> because that's how he was. But, yes, others are just looking in their cap for information and help because there is so much information to go around. Highlight of the 85 All-Star game here in the Metrodome, Tim. I'm sure you remember it. Ricky Henderson, um, Nolan Ryan, Houston Astros, uh, starting pitcher for the National League. Ricky Henderson comes up. First pitch, damn near kills him. Uh, uh, You know, Ryan throws right at him, knocks him down. And then Winfield is hitting like fourth, and he bends him back, too. Apparently, both of those guys had done something to offend him when he last saw them in the American League and uh, and when he was last in the American League, and he hadn't had a chance to get back at them, so he did it in the All-Star game. Yeah, well, Harold Reynolds told me once that as a rookie, he took a really big swing against Nolan Ryan, he swung and missed, and Nolan Ryan dropped him on the next pitch. And Harold looked at him and goes, I didn't even hit it. <laughs> that wasn't the point when a little guy like him swings that hard. A big swing against <laughs> Nolan Ryan. He looks like, Who are you thinking you're going to take a swing like that against me? So he dusted him with the next pitch. That's how the game used to be played. Mock uh, told me once about uh, Richie Allen is killing it for the Phillies, right? Or when he comes in as a young guy. And I can't remember who was hitting ahead of him. Somebody was hitting ahead of him. And Drysdale's pitching. And Drysdale catches Richie Allen's eye in the batter, in the on-deck circle, and then throws one right at the head of the, that hitter. And Mock said... He never even ever had to throw at Richie Allen because Richie Richie Allen had received the warning. He said Richie was farther away from the plate against Drysdale than anybody he ever faced. So, right. it was, and just back to Stan Williams for a second. He knocked a guy down in an old timer's <laughs> because he didn't have a chance to get him when they were both playing the real game. So he knocked him down in an old-timers game, only Stan Williams. Uh, the uh, Twins uh, held on, got the lead back up to about, uh, you know, three games against Cleveland, and then the Indians lose Jose Ramirez. It's going to be uh, tough sledding for those fellas to catch uh, the Twins now, I would think. 
Right. And, you know, the Twins have really been impressive here, that they withstood that incredible charge by the Indians and still held on to that lead. Now they've lengthened it because Ramirez is a really good player again, and this injury is going to keep him out for at least a month. And you know how it works, Pat, when you start messing with a header's hand yep. or his wrist or his fingers. Uh, that's an injury that just doesn't heal and everything's okay. Once you get one of those and then you check swing or make an awkward swing, it just aggravates things. So um, I'm not even sure now that the Indians are going to make the playoffs uh, because I thought I thought they were going to win the division. And then the Twins held them off and then extended and now I think the Indians are going to have a harder time to make the playoffs without Ramirez. That's how important he has been in the last couple of months. Meanwhile, we have discovered the most ugly-sounding injury there is. Might not be a bad injury at all. Ruptured tendon for Nelson Cruz. And, uh, you know, Morneau was telling us when that happened to him, it felt better. <laughs> Two days later, this it, apparently this thing gets all bunched up, and then it pops. So Cruz is back hacking away. He didn't, as it turned out, they wouldn't have even had to put him on the DL. It's the goofiest thing I ever heard of. Yeah, I don't understand this injury because Mark Chair <laughs> and I were talking about this, and he said the exact like like clinical term for this injury and said if he's got that then he won't play for three months three <laughs> months and instead the guy missed like three minutes and has just crushed the ball in the month of august it's been amazing what cruz has done and when he's in the middle of that order swinging the bat like that this is a very dangerous team so who knows just when you think you understand injuries, you, realize you don't uh, the uh, the Twins' uh, biggest, uh, well, the starting pitching's obviously when Barrios is pitching like this is a problem, but they are not catching the ball at all. They are making a lot of errors, and it's hard to make a lot of errors in modern baseball because if you move more than a step, they call it a hit. And uh, But a lot of throwing errors, left side of the infield, Sano and Polanco, oofta, I, I don't, you know, they're making it harder on their pitchers. Well, I've done all the research on this, Pat. You do not win, no matter what team you are, if you have a bad defense. Almost no team has ever won the World Series with a bad, as a bad defensive team. The Dodgers was say, Garvey and that team, yep. Lopes and Russell, that was not a great defensive team by any means. But they had, they scored a million runs, they had a strikeout staff. But if you're going to put it in play especially in today's day and age, and you're not a good defensive team, you're in trouble. I, I've i been impressed for most of the year with how well the Twins have played defense, but I always worried about that left side, especially with the big boy at third. If he's not moving very well, I'm told he can go in and back, but side to side he has trouble with. Uh, that's something that they're going to have to get corrected because the Yankees and the Astros are just too good in the postseason, I would guess if you're going to give them more than 27 out. Uh, it's almost uh, your home uh, team there. How about those Washington Nationals? Man, alive. They are. Davey Martinez was going to get fired. Uh, they were terrible. Uh, and uh, they are. They just went in and beat the, Whitey, uh, beat the Cubs three in a row. And uh, they're, they're almost, you know, what, three, four ahead in the wild card. They're pulling away from people. 
Right. They are. They went uh, scored 97 runs in a 10-game span. Oof. Pat, that is the most in any 10-game span in club history. Um, their starting rotation is great when everybody's healthy. In fact, the way they're swinging the bat now, with a healthy Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, a left-hander, I think they have the best chance of any National League team to beat the Dodgers. In fact, I think they're the only team in the National League that can beat the Dodgers, and that's only if Scherzer's healthy and if they you know, get past the wild card round, let's say, without having to use Scherzer. I think they have a chance to beat the Dodgers. The way they're playing lately, I, they're a completely different team than they were last year, and they're actually having fun, Pat. I saw Steven Strasburg dancing in the dugout. <laughs> grumpy grumpy, grumpy Steven Strasburg? Never would I ever <laughs> guess that he would let loose enough to dance in the club in the dugout but he did and that's when i said oh my goodness this team's having more fun than i can remember them having for several years now everybody uh of course is uh on the rendon bandwagon for good reason that guy can really hit but uh, what you know dozier's come alive a little soto's a heck of a young player who else they got that's uh, doing it for him well Trey Turner's the igniter at the top yep. of the order that guy can really hit and he can really run soto Soto has the second most RBIs ever by anyone before he turned 21 years old. Wow. Mel Ott has the most, almost 100 more, <laughs> by the way. But Rendon is the key, Pat. Uh, I just watch him the next time. He gets every big hit for that team. Those hands are so good. He just sits there like he's sitting on a, on a chair in the batter's box, and he just unleashes those hands, and line drives follow. He's a free agent at the end of the year. They're gonna have to resign him if they plan on being good for years to come. What are they? What have they been waiting for? Is the the number keeps getting larger? <laughs> I got news for them. Yeah, he, they don't realize that every game the number goes up because he's that good. But I'm he, amazed, Pat. They were 19 and 31. Really? And I thought that was sure, that bad. Huh? Sure, that they were done. This is the end of May, and they were not going to make the playoffs. And they've had the best record in baseball since the end of May, and to repeat, it's that rotation first, but it's the way they score runs now, and it's really fun to watch. Over in that league, I look at the Cardinals roster, and I look at the Cubs roster, and I look at the standings, and I can't figure it out. Yeah, that's a very confusing division, but the Cardinals have won 13 out of 16, and that guy Jack Flaherty has yeah. led the way. He's got a 0-8-0 ERA his last nine starts. Pat, he was on the same pitching staff in high school with Lucas Giolito and Max Freed, who's one of the best pitchers on the Braves. Those three guys, same rotation, same <laughs> time in high school. Now, Giolito what, got which high school? Which, which high school, but Tim? It's in, it's in Southern California. I can't remember the name of it. Modern Day or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. and when Giolito got hurt after his first start, he was done for the year. So they put sophomore Jack Flaherty in the rotation. <laughs> he goes, he's the greatest high school pitcher I've ever seen. And now we're starting to see something like that on the major league level. Well, yeah, they were raving about him this spring, and then he got off to a lousy start. But uh, it's uh, boy, Giolito here uh, last week against the Twins, they had no chance. He just said, uh, yeah, yeah, let, let, me at you, let me at you, let me at you, fellas. They had no shot.
Yes, yes. And and that White Sox team is on the way, but it's going to still take a little bit of time. But again, getting back to the original point, when you have this many young pitchers, Giolito, Flaherty, all across the big leagues, please, fellas, throw it over the plate. <laughs> trust your stuff. That is a, a very good idea, and I think that's uh, Jose Barrios' uh, bigger problem right now. He's, uh, you know, he doesn't want to challenge anybody at any time. He's uh, got him curveball crazy and sinker ball crazy, and uh, come on, just go after somebody, and maybe it'll get better. Absolutely. Well, that's the best way to speed up the game pass is <laughs> the hitters to go up there looking to swing the bat and the pitchers looking to put the have the ball put in play. It was like the Little League World Series, Pat. I just got back from it, and that's what those kids do. They go to the plate ready to swing. They're in swing mode first, take mode second, and we got a bunch of pitchers saying, look, I don't care what you do, but I'm throwing this over the plate, and let's see what you can do. Well, the good news is uh, starting next week, we'll have more relief pitchers available to use. It'll be fantastic (laughs) with the uh, roster expansion. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, Tim. Thank you. Okay, Pat. Take care. All right. The great Tim Kirchin, TK doubleheader. Uh, and uh, we enjoyed it greatly. And uh, Buster Olney will be with us next week.